Hello and welcome to The Ill Communication, episode 7. Uh, we haven't actually announced that this is The Ill Communication, I don't think, since the first episode. So we're going to start doing that. So this is The Ill Communication podcast. In actual fact, in the first episode, we never called it The Ill Communication. That that would be coming about episode 3 or 4. So Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, good. So, how you been? What's been happening? Yeah, I've been okay. It's been a while. I think maybe almost three weeks since yeah. our last podcast. Um, you want an update in my ring? I think what we should do is an update in the rings. Yeah, definitely. I've, I'm now getting into the rings too, so I can give an update. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had a birthday, what? didn't you? That's right. That's right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So what have we been doing the last couple of weeks? Uh, let's do the fact check, and then let's get on to our topic, which this week is booze. Booze. Booze and interesting. yeah, I guess booze and what? <laughs> oh, booze and and basically this this passion we have for booze in this particular part of the world, which is you know why we have more liver cirrhosis than probably most places in the Western world. We're partial Fact to a check weed drink. number one. Fact check, Fact number, check one. number one. Can I just say? Can I just point out that I actually mm-hmm. have a pad tonight? Nice and a little pen. It's only so. taking you sips. It's, uh, it's only taking you six episodes to learn. We'll have to cut that bit out. Like so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only cut your uh, my crap bits yeah. out exactly. So your 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 crap bits the end. And can I also point out? So wait a minute. I'm going to write this down. Fat check one uh, liver cirrhosis in Scotland. I have a challenge tonight. I am mm-hmm. not going to yawn. Good. So uh, it has been mentioned to me that I have a <laughs> have a habit of yawning during these. So that is my ultimate challenge tonight to try and not do that for the whole podcast. And we're going to stick to time. That's the other challenge. Yes. So yep, which is definitely a challenge. So a quick catch up on how we're doing. Then we're going to do a fact check. Then we're going to get straight into topic. Right, fact check one cirrhosis. Okay, yes. Yeah, so how have I been? Right, uh, pretty good. Uh, still closing my rings every single day. From the 1st of March, I'm now getting ring anxiety, uh, which is... which is <laughs> Not some- just after a curry, boom, boom. Uh, see what you did there. Which is, which is something that actually I've read about, that you start, to, you start to become anxious over targets and goals that you set yourself. Do you see what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm sure I've talked mm-hmm. about this before, that I actually almost think I, I need to have a day where I don't close my rings to get over so how many are you so you still not since we last spoke you've still not had a day where you didn't close your rings right so you're you that must be approaching two months yep is it two months two months yeah yeah wow no three months three months three months yeah 12 weeks since the first of march wait a minute and why do you why do you want a break from that because i think it's good right when you use it as a driver and i think that's really important but yeah, mm-hmm. look at that. Look, see, can you see my <laughs> can you see my ring? Sorry. <laughs> so uh, there's the whole of March. Just as well as is Skype. This is Skype. Yeah, and this is really good for for radio, isn't it? Yeah, you, I'm sure you. Uh-huh. So look, yeah, all the way through me. So uh, nice. every single day. So it's good because it's obviously um, you know, it drives me on. But it's just at the same time, sometimes can be a bit of a stressor. And actually, I think it's dangerous when you your goals become stressors because then it might be pushing you on to do the physical stuff, but actually it's it's leading to making you anxious about something that is you've done in the first instance to avoid that type of scenario. 
yeah, yeah, do but so how anxious because I, I think uh too much stress is bad for you, but a little bit of stress is probably good for you because it motivates you along. Mm-hmm. So like if you're doing a workout and you want to push yourself a little bit farther, you're gonna be a wee bit anxious at the time, but you're not gonna generally stress about it. Do you are you is, is this it sounds like you're tipping a little bit? No, yeah, I, I'm not... Uh, into your anxious about it more generally, which is probably not a good thing. You probably should take a break if yeah, that's the case. I'm not, I'm not quite rocking in the corner yet. Uh, <laughs> it's not, as you've been known to do. As I've been known to do from time to time. We'll talk about that another day. Um, but yeah, I, I I just feel that there's been a, certainly a couple of days in the last three months where I've been like, oh no, oh no, it's, it's, it's near midnight and I find myself kind of walking around doing loops mm-hmm. around the house mm-hmm. because I'm determined mm-hmm. that I can't not close just to get, these. Yeah. Just to, get, just to get the calories. And it's like, interesting. Complete or whatever. Because remember, I, I've spoken before about uh, Rom and Chatterjee, who I've listened uh-huh. to some of his podcasts in the past. Yep. He was in the Chris Evans Breakfast Show a few months back. And Chris Evans is, and Vasos Alexander are big runners. So mm-hmm. they're always doing marathons. And they persuaded him to do the London Marathon. And he was on the show, so of course I think he probably felt under pressure and went, yeah, yeah, that, that's fine, I'll do it. And then he was on again. This is obviously mm-hmm. all pre-COVID before it was cancelled. And mm-hmm. then they asked him how his training was going and he said like, pretty badly because he's got an injury and his mum wasn't mm-hmm. well and just other stuff got in the way. And he talked about that, that actually he said, I just made this decision. They went, do you know what? I, I can't do this and I'm not going to get stressed out about it because he said, mm-hmm. I was then getting to the point where I was getting really anxious about the fact that I can't. I'm not able to train because of because of because I'm injured because I've got other stuff going on in my personal life, and then that was actually affecting my general health and well-being. And and yep. it is, and that's actually a kind of mindset I think for a lot of people where they get so motivated by exercise, it's like an addiction. And yep. like any addiction, you need to you need to intervene from time to time. So maybe that's totally. my challenge. I need to, totally to break my ring. And also, I think you've you've hit on prob- possibly two future topics, which is stress and anxiety. Very good. And uh, that, what did you say the last one there? <laughs> Mental block. Stress, anxiety. Um, I think that was all I said. <laughs> no, s- stress and anxiety on the one hand, and then what was the last thing you said? Addiction. Addiction, Addiction. Yeah. yeah. Or addictive personalities or being addicted to some things. God, I'm full of material, aren't I? That's it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Right, okay. You can just go home now. Yeah, okay, well... Right, so so you've closed your rings, but you're getting a little bit stressed about it, so you need to keep an eye on that. So I need uh, to do that. I've been mm-hmm. pretty much the same routine. Uh, I've got a little bit more into fasting, which is largely Good. down to your influence. And actually, Lynn Good. has has really got quite into that as well, which really surprised mm-hmm. me, but she's doing a bit of fasting just now too. I think particularly when we're working from home, uh, it, it kind of makes it easier. So mm-hmm. so we've been, doing, we've been doing that a little bit. Interesting fact check coming up on that one as well. All right, of course, yeah, that's true. Uh, and a bit of yoga, maybe not as much as I would have liked, but mm-hmm. certainly doing a little bit more walking on days when I'm not running. And then again, just doing every couple of days, probably three to four miles and trying to do a big run at the weekends. But I, yeah, I went out last Friday and, and uh, well, as you know, and for, for listeners in this part of the world, we've had amazing weather over the last week it's been really really nice until possibly mm. today so we out last friday and i think it was like 25 degrees and i almost <laughs> died honestly i almost died i was just like it, the whole rest of the day i felt like crap 
and and I think it is difficult. It's that particularly where we live, you're so used to running you, in, in totally, wet or quite, or, yep. you know, not. It's so, cold, yeah. so your body doesn't need to work so hard to Absolutely. cool itself down. Yeah. So I just I did five miles, but honestly, I I thought I had to walk in part of it. Whenever mm-hmm. I walk and I'm doing a run, it's like the walk of shame. Mm-hmm. You just feel that people are driving past going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went out for a run and now he's walking. He's crap. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's me. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I have contained intermittent fast. I, I always do that. So that's not a thing for me now. That's just my diet. I think I've said before. Um, I have purchased a couple of slam balls. Have you heard of these? No. So these are kind of like, um, I've got a 12 kilo one and a three kilo one. They're filled with sand. So they're, they're uneven. So it's kind of slightly awkward to lift and you can slam them against the wall, slam them on the ground. And it's kind of all over body, uh, total body exercise. And actually Oscar really likes to take part mm. in that. So me and him have been doing that a couple of mornings through the week. Um, and I've coupled that with a bit of yoga in the morning, slam balls, and then yoga in the evening. Um, I've kept that up religiously. I must be on, I need to check this, but I'm, I'm, I'm certainly more than 40 days in a row doing yoga. I'm probably yeah. between 50 and 60 now. Uh, and that's my goal. I'm not getting stressed about it at all. Cause I know I'm going to, even if I do five minutes, I've, I've done my goal, which is just every single day doing yoga. Um, and I'm really working on, um, hip and lower back flexibility because i think i've just totally ignored all of that for 42 years and so i need to really really work at it and that i think that's the i think that's that generates pain in my lower back and when i work hips and do hip exercises you wouldn't normally do bridges and and side lunges and cossack squats and things like that it really helps it's sore at the time but it really eases everything off which is which is good. So I'm doing a lot of that. I've actually followed a guy called the Strength Side. Um, that's not his actual name. I was going to say. <laughs> he's on, he's Mr. on YouTube. Side. <laughs> but he does. Have you ever heard of these these folk? I think Conor McGregor does a bit of it, um, where you're you're kind of moving. It's it's kind of total body movement, and you're almost like doing animal flows. So they're getting yeah. really low to the ground and all. There, because it looks really easy when you watch them, but see, trying to do it, it's really hard. It's like paleo it's, fitness. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this strength side guy is a bit like that. And it's really quite fun to do. It's sort of, I guess it's a yoga, body weight, calisthenics kind of combo type thing where you're yeah. kind of always moving. And it's actually quite fun. So I've started doing a bit of that. That's around that whole mindset of actually we were, as a species, we were designed to move and be on the oh, move. Nomadic. Totally. You know, this totally. kind of, like we're sitting yeah. just now on a seat in a completely alien posture from yep. what our species were designed to be like. We were constantly yep. moving, crawling, yep. climbing, jumping. Yep. Yeah, so yep. Miles yeah. and miles a day. Also, squ- and squatting. So when you're sitting around the campfire or whatever, back in the day, you'd be squatting. You wouldn't be sitting on a chair, for example. Interesting fact and, about that. Uh-huh. Actually, when you poo... Oh, I knew you were going to say this. But it's true. You're so obsessed with the toilet. It is true. If you look at their colons, <laughs> this is a fact check. So mm-hmm. I'll write this one down. Fact right, check, kids. poo, right? But <laughs> if, if if you look at how I have our colons are designed, they were designed for us to be pooing while squatting. And actually because we have now, we use the toilet and we're at 90 degrees in terms uh-huh. of when we're sitting in the toilet, that then 
causes a bit of a kink in the colon. And actually, if you lift your knees up, see a doctor squatting position, your pain process just falls out. It just, just falls, falls out. out. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, it's, it's just as well that I'm not squatting just now. The the one on the floor. So that's a fact check for next week. But yeah, we're we've just uh-huh. uh, yeah. We, yeah we've we're not designed to to to, to do to and, poo and, in that way. And not only that, once you get into the habit of doing those kind of squat, that also releases your hip flexors. I thought you were going to say there that releases your lower bills. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been shit yourself. It's just automatic. As soon as you get in a squat position, you can't help it. Um, So we've done all that. I got the boys involved as much as possible. And then, uh, yeah, actually me and Cole have done a few runs. Um, He's doing a bit of a 5K challenge with his football team. He got a, a reasonable time. Uh, then went out with his mum and she got paranoid because he flied away ahead of her on a 5k and she started phoning him and it completely put him off and it screwed up his <laughs> so he posted that all the time but then I said right we'll, we'll go out again uh, the next morning uh, so we did this actually just on Monday there and he wasn't up for it but he went he went, he did it anyway and then got really into the swing of things um, and he did it in 23 minutes and 2 seconds wow. which I thought was really impressive wow. I, I managed in 27 minutes so he, <laughs> 4 minutes ahead of me is he um, getting quite into his and running? he can do uh, he's, yeah he is a bit more he's doing the bleep test he needs pushed yeah um, and he complains about it but then when he does it he enjoys it and he gets a buzz out of being there so he's, he's currently he's jumped to number 1 in the team so far um so he, he gets a buzz out of that competitive edge and all that kind of stuff so um but I, I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to say to him eh, oh, that's brilliant well done well done but what are you going to do next because if you want to be a footballer you need to start thinking about okay that's good enough for this point in time but now how to improve on it how to improve on it rather yeah. than because he's quite happy to kind of rest on that for a while <laughs> yeah um so, so that's me, yeah. So I think pretty good. Oh, also, yeah, I had a birthday, as you mentioned. So I managed to finally, from Apple Series 1 watch, from a God knows how long, when did, when did Apple watches come out? Uh, so we both got ours in 2015. So, yeah. cause you, so five years old. Yeah, you remind me of me three months ago. so five years old watch finally upgraded so got the series five which is way better yeah yeah, i'd have to admit that and i've now i've I've actually been paying more attention to my rings too Mm -hmm. um and we i guess have now set ourselves a competition no, no, sorry. Let's let's just uh, qualify that. You, uh, I, I said competition. That we have a competition. <laughs> and and actually, you're so you're currently, yeah, you know, you're, yeah, you're about one hundred and twenty calories or points up in me with five days to go. So, yeah, mm, nice. Let's see, we'll see, the, see how that goes. The, the, the issue is, you'll probably put in a big run. And it'll, that'll, that'll, I'll need to do like about 10 hours of yoga to try and keep up with that. Yeah, but this is why it works for points. I don't think it's purely about calories. I think it's about, you know, how, how much you do as part of your daily targets and your daily targets are higher than mine are and stuff like that. So we'll see. Anyway, but yeah, you're in the lead. You're currently in 1477. I'm in 1355. But uh, yeah, the way it should be, the way it's likely to remain. So, so <laughs> when you're challenging me at the same time to, break my ring fascination uh you've also challenged me to a competition which is you know so you've uh, yeah you've you've passed the added, I've added another I've hit added, <laughs> i've added i've added stress further yeah. stress i think actually you weren't stressed until i added this competition this is on true. And now you're stressing this is true 
And we don't want to become Strava wankers because, you know, that's the... I was talking to people at work about that, Strava wankers. That's a, a, yeah. a Twitter page. And it's it's quite funny, actually. You know what I'm talking about, the, the Strava uh-huh, wankers. Yeah, I've seen it. Hey, yeah, check yeah, me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, can, yeah. I can beat your time and all that sort of stuff. So... There's folk posting times that are better than the world record yeah. for like 5Ks and 10Ks and yeah. stuff, yeah. Worth a follow on Twitter, Strava Wankers, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> um, okay, so, so yeah, yeah, cool. So uh, we've we've managed to maintain over the last three weeks, essentially, I guess, um, a reasonably good health and fitness uh, routine, which is high five us, well done. Yay. Diet, how's that been? Diet, <laughs> uh, well, so I think the intermittent fasting keeping me right. I've, I it it ebbs and flows. Um, I've managed to fast the last couple of weeks. I've managed to through the week go nineteen, occasionally twenty hours fast, yeah. which means actually it's quite hard to to eat a lot of calories after that. And because you, and interestingly, when you do that, or certainly I've found. When I do that, I still eat, I eat less. I'm less hungry. I'll have a slightly bigger meal than maybe I would have uh, at lunchtime. And then I'll have a slightly bigger meal maybe than I would have normally at dinner time. But I'll not snack so much, if at all. And I won't have something later on. And I just need to keep in my head. Sometimes at maybe midnight, I'll be like, mm, I'm getting a bit peckish. I could just have something. And But then I need to think, well, actually, the last time you ate was 8 o'clock. You can eat now, but then essentially you're going to have to not eat till four o'clock in the afternoon. However, if you just hold off, drink a bit of water, distract yourself, I could, if I wanted to, eat it at midday or push on through. So I'm kind of playing these mind games with myself. Mm. Um, Still too much chocolate and crisps, but I have cut down on that. (laughs) You were eating crisps before you came (laughs) out. But actually, that's the the first... That's the first... (laughs) I've had, it's just because we got some shopping delivered today, no so the, the treats have come in. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been not bad. At the weekend, that's when it gets a bit, that goes a bit Pete Tong with like pizza and crisps and we have, you know, tend to have a few drinks and then you mm-hmm. have more crisps or crap and, you know, so it kind of spirals. I try to keep that to Friday and Saturday only. Um but yeah, that's, and you know, booze is calorific, so that's not ideal. And we'll come to that. So, so not too bad, not too bad. I'm, I'm going to beat myself up too much about it. Yeah. I've, what about you? I, I've been okay. Yeah, I think like, like I said at the start, a bit of intermittent fasting, I've been trying that. Uh, I've, yeah, I think I've eaten fairly healthily, but again, at weekends, it's kind of gone out the window a little bit. I have actually had uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream the last couple of weekends. And that's something I never normally buy. A couple of weekends, that your week, weekend treat? I, I, I just think, yeah, we, we bought it for the first time in God knows how long. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> 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 and, and but then, you, 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 just on that, are you continuing to stay vegetarian? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. pescatarian. So, you know, pescatarian. Yeah, vegetarian yeah. days, pescatarian days, uh, vegan days from time to time. Uh, yep. I haven't, yeah, haven't touched cow's milk in months. But again, right. um, you know, I'm still having like olive spread and which obviously does contain um, some dairy and uh, and I've just mentioned ice cheese. cream. So cheese, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, there's there's some dairy in ice cream, yeah. I think. I, yeah, there, there's this is a bit. So I don't know. I try not to label it as such. I just 
try to reduce my consumption as much as possible. So yeah, that's, yep. but yeah, no, I've been all right. I've been fine and work's been all right. So it's kind of, again, working between home and, and at work from time to time, making my own and lunch, then, which also helps, I think, because you avoid the temptation. But particularly just now in my building, it was like, hey, you're the NHS and we all think it's great that you're in work. So we're going to make everything in the canteen half price. And you're like, oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you've got money on your card and it lasts forever. So oh, yeah. I see there's muffins that I might now have with my coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been avoiding that temptation quite a bit. Uh, yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's all good. So we're 20 minutes in. We need to move to just, fact check. Just, well, just just before that, I think just uh, just in terms of have you experienced any difference with trying to? Because I guess what we're doing right now is we're accommodating homeschooling, trying to keep the kids entertained during the day whilst working, um, and staying fit and trying to have a healthy diet, etc. How you how you found that? Just two minutes. So homeschooling is starting to die a death. I uh, don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, Lynn's really struggling with that just now. Uh, she's been mm. working quite a bit as well. Uh, she might actually be back into work next week. So she'll be working from home, but she might have to go to, yep. to base, which then means kids are either going into the hub or she might actually take them with her, which is another mm-hmm. thing because her school's a hub. So so there is that. Uh, mm-hmm. The kids, I think the kids now they can get out a bit more is perhaps helping and you're now because a bit of lockdown's been relaxed to a certain degree, so you can actually go out and and go to places to a certain extent and see people and just a change of scene more than anything else. Mm. I think has made a mm-hmm. difference. Uh, so, but yeah, I I think uh, it's it's challenging. It's still challenging, and I have it way easier than she does because I get to escape to work two to three days a week, whereas she's here all the time. Uh, yeah, so it, it is what it is, man. You just you get. You're just used to it now, but uh, yeah, I think you, you just kind of adapt a bit. We're, we're, I think we, yeah, we are much less strict on the timetable that we yeah. had set. We're trying to keep quite religiously at topics and stuff. We're kind of, they're, they're maintaining English and maths or literacy and maths because they can do the some dog and various things. Um, We've got Shona's cousin's a teacher. Actually, she's been doing. She's been great. She's been doing a couple of days uh, doing coal with some algebra. So he's kind of prepping for no, going good. to high school, of course, which yeah. is good. And then we had some Lego. We bought some Lego, but Lego's expensive. Oh, it's so we'd, 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 we'd got a few Lego sets. We've not done that again. Um, but they enjoyed building that. So that was our kind of art, creative bit. Um, but yeah, that's that tend, that's tended to fall away. But to be honest, the boys have been great in looking after Theo, yeah, and doing more chores. So hey, we've we've kind of been fairly fairly you know fairly relaxed about that. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess it's that's that's been quite it's quite challenging just trying to keep trying to keep keep them entertained doing doing something a bit different when you're just pretty much around the house or going an occasional walk or run and they, they're not that interesting go to walk yeah it's just it's hard as well when like you're both trying to do a bit of work and then you're both oh, trying yeah. to work to a timetable in terms of meetings and stuff and kids just don't you know like, and we've talked about this before you know the kids come in and out of the the, the room yep. while you're on calls and all that sort of stuff but uh, totally but actually one thing I did get very quickly uh, because we've already exceeded our you know we're splitting this podcast into thirds so it was you know <laughs> 20 minutes and catch up, 20 minutes and yeah. fact check and 20 minutes yeah. on the topic. But I bought a little laptop stand 
because uh-huh. I sit here all the time. I don't have a luxurious outhouse like yourself as an office. So I'm sitting in the corner of a bedroom and my back was killing me from just looking over this laptop. And I've been trying to use connect the laptop to the Mac for ages and it just it mm-hmm. wouldn't work. Uh, I bought lots of cables, it just won't happen. Seventeen mm-hmm. quid, Amazon. This little laptop. Seventy. Seventeen. One seventeen. Right. Amazon. Laptop basically sits almost vertical with a screen up, so it's eye level. Yeah. Oh Brilliant. man, night and day. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just such a simple little thing that makes such a difference. My back was killing me for weeks and same weeks. Same same with links. I think I need I need that. I'm I'm actually working off my um computer so it's kind of the monitor's raised a bit so it's not too bad. Yeah, I'll um, do that. It's, and it, I managed to get I got a stand for iPad so I'm kind of working off a slightly different thing but I, when I get a laptop sorted um, from my work I'll need one of them yeah well that's what I'm doing so I'm using that and I'm just using the wireless keyboard from uh, yep. from the Mac and yeah it works a treat so no can't complain it is what it is and at least now we're able to get out a little bit more until the second wave hits us and then we'll be right back <laughs> yeah. so but you know I think in this country we've been a little bit more cautious than we are in the rest of the UK uh, yeah and exactly. we've become the the, the real sick man of Europe. <laughs> so, oh yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah the, the stats are shocking. But. Uh, anyway, that's a, a topic for another that is a, day. That's another topic. Right. So, fact check. Okay. Do you want me to You're kick gonna off? Go, yeah, go first. You go first. Right, so in the last episode we were talking about masks and obviously the recommendation face that you masks. should go out. Face masks or face coverings. And we were saying that it's kind of become a normal thing in our culture. And if this had happened this time last year, you walked into the supermarket and you saw someone in a mask, you would just be horrified. Mm-hmm. And actually now it's, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we talked about the fact that in the Far East, this has been quite a normal cultural thing for a long period of time. And actually any time yeah. you'd be exposed to someone wearing masks out and about would usually be at airports because that's when you would encounter people yep. coming in and all the rest of it. Yep. So you'd ask the question, when did this become a thing? in the yes. Far East, this wearing of masks, right? So, apparently, and this is written in a way that, that reeks of Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> that it wasn't fo- actually. Was it? Okay, well, I'll let you off. So following the Spanish flu, and mm-hmm. the Spanish flu, of course, was the 1918 pandemic. Yep. Fact check for next week. Uh, then there was an earthquake in Canto, and correct me if my pronunciation's wrong, because I know you are up in your Japanese, uh, <laughs> that filled the sky with smoke and ash for weeks. So this is all around about the 1920s. So you've got uh, the flu pandemic and you've got this problem with, uh, uh, you know, this volcanic eruption and what's the word I'm looking for in the air? Pollution. Gash. Yeah, yeah, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Poor air so, quality. Water. So they just started to do this as, uh, as a way of life. And it's also a kind of courtesy type thing. So actually, the most people you see in, in the Far East who are wearing these masks tend to do so as a preventative measure for other people rather than themselves, mm-hmm. which goes into what we talked about last time around that masks are really there to protect others from you. If you wear the surgical mask, it was to protect the patient from the surgeon, not mm-hmm. the other way around. And that's yep. exactly why they've always worn these masks in Japan. I've got the cold. What we would do in this country is you would still, before coronavirus, bash on. Sneeze all over. work, sneeze, cough, yep. not give a shit. Just think, hey, I'm great because I've turned up at work. And actually then yeah. you just give it to everyone else. But that doesn't happen. Uh, they are, they're a bit more respectful. And in addition to that, uh, in the 1950s, when you then got kind of industrialization, air pollution increases, population increases, it all just uh, grows and grows. And 
we apparently they spend 230 million per year on face masks, which I imagine that uh, in the year 2020 will become small potatoes for some countries <laughs> with, uh, with PPE costs. And that tradition moved from Japan into China, Korea, and has become something that really most of Asia tend to tend to exercise. Did you just say most of the Asia? No, <laughs> most of Asia. Most of Asia. Um, you can check that when you when you uh, rewind back. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. You've written something right at the end there that says yeah, it, could, that, it could be it could be that it's also linked to the I think it's did you say Taoism 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 I think Taoism um, fact check which because China, China doesn't really have a religion um, I think fact check is what's what's religion of Japan they tend to it's like Confucianism Taoism but general Eastern philosophy Buddhism is it not uh, there's Buddhism as well yeah. Um, yeah, that might be the predominant one in Japan, but that's definitely a fact check. Right. But breath and the power of breath and chi um, is seen as being central to good health, and therefore being you know being mindful of that, and yeah. it could be kind of linked to that. But that's I think that's a bit conjecture. So it must be Buddhism and stuff if it's all about you know, mindfulness and mm. uh, the mm -hmm. breath and all that. Yep. Which yeah, yep. I love a bit of that. Okay. Uh, Next fact check. Do you want me to go with this one, or do you want to go do for it? it? Okay. So the next one was about you do the next. You do the next couple. Right, and I'll yeah, do the next there's, couple. there's kind of astronomy related ones coming up. I think, and you you just love astronomy. Oh yeah. Why why do why have we suddenly gone American in the last? Year? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, welcome to our American listeners. Where was our accent from? We're really not sure. Uh, okay. What next one was around bad backs, which we've also mentioned tonight around the laptop conversation. And why does this tend to happen to people about our age? Because, you know, you don't remember these conversations in your 20s. Oh, my back's killing me. But suddenly mm -hmm. about our age, when you mm -hmm. get to late 30s, he pretends, early 40s, that you know, this, <laughs> this, people tend to talk about this sort of stuff. Uh, so why is it that happens? And it's unclear uh, why that particular age range is there. It does tend to happen from age 25 upwards. Doesn't appear to be a genetic link uh, or a particular load link. Uh, I guess perhaps you could argue that people with more physical jobs might be actually maybe more or less prone to, to mm. back problems. Yeah, There's the a fact check for next week. Uh, but yeah, I think the problem the problem with back back is back such a common ailment that it's really really hard. I think to to check these things because there's no no one really knows. Yeah, and I think it's all it might be all quite. Uh, individual I actually think now you think about it that probably people who if you're working in a building site laying brick mm. you will be using your back muscles on a much more frequent basis than you mm. and I sitting at a computer right mm -hmm. so actually again it goes down to posture and not moving and not using these muscles and every time you end up doing your back in it's always usually to do with you've strained a muscle that doesn't actually get Used enough, yeah. Used enough, mm -hmm. yeah. So yep. probably actually, well, let's try and check that for next week. But I, I would probably put money on the fact that, well, I'll tell you what, my brother-in-law used to be a bricky, And I don't mm -hmm. ever remember him saying he had a bad back. So there's your fact. Right. <laughs> it's proven. <laughs> okay. Next one, a bit of astronomy. Neil likes to look at the moon. Uh, out of interest, full moon tomorrow night, folks, June the 5th. Uh, no, it's June the 4th, sorry, Friday full moon, June the 5th, yeah, uh, which is apparently the strawberry moon, what? out of interest. 
Tomorrow night, June the 4th, is the best night to see Mercury because it's, I think, at closest position to the Earth in its, in its, uh, in its orbit. So anyway, that was an aside. But <laughs> what we talked about... <laughs> what? Patrick Moore here. Uh, we talked about the Voyager probes and this was... Well, Patrick was of, slightly more handsome, I think. Patrick was more handsome, uh, slightly heavier. I mentioned <laughs> slightly. Uh, and probably the same amount of hair. But anyway, <laughs> on his head. So, can't actually comment on the amount of hair in Patrick's body. We'll maybe not try and fact check that <laughs> Where one. are you going with this? You've no gone idea. down a total rabbit hole. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> right, back to the subject. Pale Blue Dot, Carl Sagan, and yep. we were wondering where did that come from? It was a fact check from last week. Pale Blue Dot was taken by the Voyager probe, and then we said, where are the Voyager probes now? Because, you know, this was, I think, 1990s or whatever, I can't remember from, we can check back. So basically, there's two Voyager probes. Voyager 1 is currently 13.8 billion miles away, travelling at 38,000 miles per hour, and Voyager 2 is 11.5 billion miles away, travelling at 34,000 miles per hour. And What's quite interesting is that Voyager 1 was launched in August 2012. Oh, no, sorry. Voyager 1... Oh, I'll have to edit that out. Uh, Voyager 1... <laughs> right. you're, you're great with the astronomy right. thing. Right, right. We'll restart that. Right, okay. Because I was reading the bit below it by mistake. The question was, when did Voyager 1 leave the solar system? And the answer, my friend, is August 2012, right? So... Yes. Exactly. <laughs> when just after my second son was born, Voyager left the solar system. And Voyager 1, would you know, was actually launched two weeks after its twin, Voyager 2. So Voyager 1 was launched second, even though it was called Voyager 1. Do you have any idea why that might be? If, if you're still with us, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> after all that. Oh, we got there, Neil. We got, we got well, it out. No, we, we haven't, because I, have, I haven't explained why <laughs> they did it the other way round. And the reason they did it the other nope. way round is because Voyager 2 is in a faster trajectory. Yes. So there you go. And August 2012 <laughs> is when it left the solar system. But September the 5th, 1977 is when they were launched, which is, yep. you know, seven months after I was born. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of myself as Voyager. <laughs> One or two. Uh, doesn't really make a difference, to be perfectly honest. But, well, actually, Chris Martin was born two weeks after me. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm Voyager, I'm Voyager what 2, did... and he's Voyager 1. <laughs> What's Chris Martin got to do with you? <laughs> well, I just always remember that he was born two weeks after me. You and Chris, you're like so, that. So, so maybe we should actually tag Chris Martin right, we'll, this podcast. We'll get, we'll get Chris Martin as a guest in the show because you two are such busy mates. Well, I'm just saying, if you, you, if you two call men, up. you call them up. If two men were to symbolise the Voyager probes, it's me, and Chris Martin, and we've both left the solar system, and one right. was lodged two weeks after the other right. one. I, I think the, I might have to edit this entire section. I think out. you possibly will. I think you possibly will. So anyway, they're now in interstellar space. They've left the solar system, and they're yep. the furthest man-made objects ever yep. to have left yep. this planet yep. incredible interstellar interstellar good movie you seen that great movie yeah great movie and neil degrasse tyson famous astronomer uh is broadly in line with the physics of it yep 
Oh, right. I, yeah, I remember watching that because they got a lot of physicists to kind of comment on it. Some of the yeah. physics is a bit mind-blowing, actually, during yeah, that film. Yeah. And yeah. it's got but they uh, tried to... Matthew McConaughey in it, doesn't it? That, that was... <laughs> <laughs> what was, was that Matthew McConaughey doing a I've God knows what kind of accent? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I thought well, that was quite yeah, right. What the hell okay. was that? Let's, <laughs> let, let's, let's, right, uh, take let's over. move on to you go. next fact. <laughs> okay, so we we're talking about intermittent fasting and we asked, does intermittent fasting have a positive impact on the amount of calories people consume? Is that why it helps with maintaining a kind of healthy diet and reducing... Uh, I guess your fat levels. I couldn't find anything scientific in this, but I think there's there's a lack of scientific studying around intermittent fasting generally. I think, um, and so nobody. Whilst there is there is some definitely on intermittent fasting, I don't think anyone's tested whether or not your actual consumption of calories is higher or lower when you happen to do it, and because most people are doing it. Um, just off their own bat, there's a lot of opinion based articles that says it does because you simply have less because you have less of an opportunity to eat your calorie intake is likely to be less and i'd say from a ad hoc kind of my own experience basis i think that typically holds true but i can't find anything definitive on it so i think that's in an inconclusive so it's all about it's all about the time the fact that you're reducing your eating window and you're fuller for that period and then you go oh time up it, yeah, exactly. That's what it seems to be. Although there's not, there's no science behind it um, now. Because intermittent fasting itself does a lot of other things. And you asked the question, "What does fasting do at a cellular level?" So I found an article uh, uh, based on, I think it was modular or cell module, modular or something. It's molecular cell um, magazine. <laughs> it was a, it was a specific modular uh, cell, molecular <laughs> cell, modular. Uh, <laughs> it was one of these science uh, publications that's based on cells. You should know all about it. I thought you. Well, it's were not cell. If it was cell, I'd get excited. That's quite a okay. Good it was paper. maybe cell. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cell. So well, yeah, yeah. I doubt it, but it's cool. Right. <laughs> so anyway, what it said is fasting has been practiced for millennia. So uh, some way, shape, or form, we've always done some shape, uh, some some type of fasting as a human race. Um, whether that was because we couldn't find food. Uh, which we've talked about before, or out of religious habit, no, not habit, but religious um, belief systems or habit, it's variety of reasons. Only recently um, have scientists started to look at the cellular level response that comes from fasting, and it seems to reduce oxidative damage and inflammation. Um, it optimizes the energy metabolism in your body, and it bolsters cellular protection. So it has a whole range of benefits at the cellular level, which is interesting. Um, you're going to enjoy this next one. In lower eukaryotics, uh, or you, can, <laughs> you love that. My you can bands, explain remember. what a eukaryote. Yep. Uh, chronic fasting extends longevity in part by reprogramming metabolic and stress resistant pathways. In Rats, intermittent or periodic fasting seems to protect against diabetes, cancers, heart disease, and neurodegeneration. 
While in humans, it's been shown to help reduce obesity, hypertension, asthma, and rheumatoid arthritis. So therefore, what this study has found, um, I think this is kind of meta-analysis, fasting has the potential to delay aging and help prevent and treat diseases while minimizing side effects caused by chronic dietary interventions, i.e. it's really easy to do. Uh, you don't need to add, it's not additive, you don't need to try and force yourself down a certain dietary restraint, and therefore and it has all these benefits. So I actually think... If you couple intermittent fasting with a proper sleep pattern and a reasonable amount of exercise per day, so 30 minutes to an hour, you would absolutely nail the the fitness thing. That's 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 my thing. The problem is is actually sticking to it. But that's uh, my my that, problem, sleep. I still not getting enough sleep. Yeah, but that's back to your pillars of health, isn't it? Mm, so yeah. you're just advocating that it's diet, it's exercise, and yep. it's sleep. So, yep. yeah. But okay. interestingly, sleep, sleep seems to have a very similar positive impact on a whole range of metabolic processes, cellular processes, etc. So does intermittent fasting, interesting. And that's the first time I've actually read that. I thought intermittent fasting definitely has a positive benefit, makes you feel more alert, actually, when you start doing it. Um, whereas this seems to show that there's lasting benefits of doing it as well so, so there you go so did you just say there that intermittent fasting has a positive effect on your sleep or they're both doing no they're the both thing? doing very similar so so if you sleep um eight hours or if you give yourself a sleep opportunity of eight hours your body's repairing itself and doing all sorts of yeah. positive things that you don't realize you then couple that with intermittent fasting you're going to boost that even further because it's kind of doing similar similar things so there's a kind of fact check there is i wonder if there's any studies done where you combine both intermittent fasting and sleep versus someone that doesn't get as much sleep and does intermittent fasting versus yeah. someone you know, you know what i mean and if there's a does relationship it, between did, yeah the two, and does like it if, does it exponentially improve if you yeah. do the both or, or or is it just kind of the same or right i've got that as a fact check because I think I'm probably just cancelling out with my lack of sleep. I'm, so I'm getting boosted benefit from intermittent fasting, but I'm cancelling it back out again with lack of sleep. And do you know what we need to talk about in a future podcast? Uh-huh. Dreaming. Dreaming? Yeah, because it's just... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no, it's just... I had, I had a quite a vivid dream the other night, and I was just thinking about... Do you know when you have a dream and it's like someone says something in a dream that surprises you? Uh, and you're really taken aback by... What, what, what's said, or or something that happens, you're kind of like, oh, because, and and it's done in a way that it's delivered to you like it's a script, do you know. So so your mind has created an artificial situation that then has someone telling right, you okay. something. So, so you're, yeah, I see what you're saying. So your you mind, know? your mind has created this story, yeah, and but your response to the story that you've already created in your own mind it's, causes you to be surprised, yeah. 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 It's, it's just See, that, that's kind of got to be an interplay yeah. between subconscious and conscious yeah, yeah that, that would be an interesting topic I th- I th- although so, I th- i'm pretty sure we should get some some of this stuff i think we're starting to get into territory where we should, really should get a guest that's an expert in this stuff and we can ask all these questions are you trying to imply that we are not experts in all the areas <laughs> that we talk about this is the benefit of the fact check so yeah, yeah no that yeah. that's that's yeah, definitely the, one for the fact check is is almost foolproof but yeah right um, okay the last the last, last one. one did we spill we as in humans spill tardigrades which we talked about as being a particularly robust uh, organism <laughs> a microscopic organism somewhere in space 
And apparently, yes, the Israeli an Israeli lunar lander. Sorry, I'll say that again. An Israeli lunar lander. So one uh, spaceship that's going to land on the moon. Um, in case you didn't know what a lunar lander was, <laughs> actually did crash on the moon. Um, I'm not quite sure what it was going to get or do, but it can crashed I, can on the moon. I clarify something about this fact check? Because I did read this one, and I thought, mm, okay, right, did. Are you saying that the thing, the rocket that delivered the lunar lander crashed on the moon? No, the or lunar lander, they, the lunar lander that was, I guess, going to land on the moon. A re, was an re, astronaut re, driving re, it? No, no, remote. It was a remote one, obviously. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, apparently it crashed. It had some tardigrades and on board. Did they board, have tardigrades? Sure have... Why? Was that a deliberate? I, I think they were probably bringing tar- again this is another fact check for next week I think they were probably bringing tardigrades up into space to see how they reacted in space even though zero it was gravity ship, and yeah, stuff zero gravity and yeah, possibly okay. even just put them out but they would have they wouldn't have just let them loose on the moon uh, to see what happened whether they were actually almost indestructible um, but actually it just spill out so potentially you've got a bunch of tardigrades uh, that are, are happily living on the moon right now or they, they might evolved have just, or they might have just died but yeah. we don't know this but they did they've actually evolved into that might have been how species. the human race started billions of years ago I, I've I, often I, thought that you look very tardigrade uh, you can't even say tardigrade no, no I can't what did I say tardigrade tardigrade Tardigrade, right? So that's the fact well check done. I think that was a good fact check this week. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. Okay. So on to our topic for the last fifteen minutes. The demon drink. The demon drink. So I'm not quite sure how we how we start this, but I guess um, COVID nineteen and the associated lockdown for me certainly started me off. I think I think I improved on this, but I certainly started drinking more. Yeah. Not out. Not out of. I didn't think about it too much. I just, it was almost like because you knew you wouldn't, you weren't going to go out and drive or you weren't going to go out anywhere. It was like, I'll just have a beer. Sean, yeah. do you want to, do you want to, do you want a gin? And then suddenly you're like, <laughs> through the week, and you're just going, I'll just have a, I'll just throw some wine. And you know, you just start and it becomes sh- more of a sure daily you're not thing. It's sure not allowed to drink your beer, is it? <laughs> <laughs> very not. stereotypical. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. like beer. All right. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I found drinking more. But then I was kind of conscious of it, I think, after a few weeks. And so started thinking, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to try and stick to just the weekend, which so I So when have. you said that you were drinking more at the start, you're talking school nights. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Every not, not a lot, but yeah, yeah. Pretty, you know, just on and off. Okay. I wouldn't maybe not every night but yeah definitely definitely more than i was doing i would have done before 100 yeah. percent. and it was more be- again because hey uh yeah you know you're not gonna you're not getting maybe getting up quite as early um because you don't have commute you know you're not gonna drive so it was kind of hey it's a bit more yeah yeah i don't i don't have to think about those things so therefore why not um but i've pulled myself back from that what you similar or yeah, no, I, I think so. So we, uh, again, before all this, I would never have a drink during the week unless I had a completely shitty day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then, if I ever was to do that, like I'd never, sometimes you just want a beer. But mm-hmm. it would very rarely lead to, say, more than one or two. 
You know, yep. I wouldn't like, oh, right, I'm going to go and get pissed. I, I, and I, I can't actually ever remember being in the house on my own being pissed, right? I guess when you start to, start to drink, <laughs> when yeah. you start to drink in the house on your own to a level that you're getting pissed, that, that that's maybe indicative of a problem, right? Yeah. But but certainly, yeah, I, there was definitely a few times midweek where like, do you want a drink? Yeah, why not? And, and then I was doing things, I've talked about this in the podcast before, like going, actually, now I've started getting online orders, I should just order like a crate of beer. <laughs> because when it's normally, I would only ever go and buy a crate of beer if like, you guys were coming over or we're mm-hmm. having something at the house, I would very rarely just have beer in the fridge for me. And yep. that's probably the bigger change. So much so, actually, it's quite timely. And I sent you a picture of this earlier on, that today my brew dog home delivery arrived because I was sitting looking at all these things and going, actually, I really like craft beers, I really like nice beers. So I'd been on the brew dog website, I'd seen some sort of deal and I thought, right, I'm going to order some. So I got 48 cans of brew dog. <laughs> Right today, I must have looked such a and they're gone already. No, they aren't. They're in the fridge. Uh, all different types of flavors, and I thought, well, that'll last me a long time. So that'll be interesting to see how long forty-eight cans will last me. I suspect quite a while. So yeah, definitely, definitely drinking more. Uh, And again, I think still, even even now after being no, I think I think I think same as you. You start to go. Actually, this is not a particularly healthy habit. Uh, but weekends, what, yeah, I would say Friday and Saturday. I have been drinking both nights every weekend, probably uh-huh. since this this happened. Yeah. yeah. So. And what what was your what was your kind of realization or thought process to cut back? Because some some folk, you know, that we know will drink every day, yeah. um, and think really not not much of it. Um, I, 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 was it was it a hey this is bad for my health for the alcohol was it was it a calorie health kind of oh this is I'm this is I'm consuming too many calories here or geez I'm not getting good sleep or was it did you or did you just kind of generally think mm, maybe not I think I think probably the the latter actually so rather than yeah I very rarely to be perfectly honest I very rarely drink and go. Oh, that's how that's that's so calorific, or do you know, it's, it's not something that I ever mm-hmm. actually think about. But I've always been very mindful of alcohol uh, for for personal reasons, I guess. You know, what I mean, you know uh, better than anyone else, and I'm not going to get into detail about this. I might do it at some point in the future, but you know, I, my my dad has a, a bit of a problem with with alcohol and has done over a long period of time, and uh, and yeah, that's that's something I've grown up with that a kind of dependency on alcohol and and I remember that whole cycle of for me it was a normal perception for your your dad or someone in your family to go to the pub every single night to drink seven days a week yeah. and then it's only as you get older and you kind of reflect back and you think about the the choices that must have been made actually you think about this podcast it's the same type of thing the choices that we're making at this time in your in your life that can either take you in one direction or take mm-hmm. you somewhere else i'm always been very mindful of that and that's even why still to this day if i'm having a drink unless as i said you're with a company over and you're having a social event and stuff like that that i will very rarely have more than a couple mm. i don't know i don't know if it's an inbuilt kind of mm, nah i'm not going to go there or if it's actually just uh a fear of because there is that too. You, you then think if there's yeah. a dependency in 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 my family, or mm-hmm. you know, for for that, am I predisposed to potentially be susceptible to that? So you kind of maybe 
you maybe stop yourself more than you normally would. I, I don't know. Is the yeah. answer? I it's kind of like I guess it's uh, this would be another, another the topic of addiction would be an interesting point, which yeah. is I think there's certain personalities potentially. I need to look up more on addiction, but you know, this I think there's certain certain people are more prone to addiction. I think yeah. I don't know if that's uh, environmental or genetic. Uh, maybe a bit of both. Um, but I, I, I've never, I've never felt I'm a partic- I have a particularly addictive personality. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I would be addicted to things very easily. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So it never it never really, you know. F- so f- for example, with with um, alcohol, I guess I'd be always. I I never feel fearful that I couldn't not have a drink. You know, like I I could quite yeah, happily yeah. go for weeks without a drink. I choose to at the weekend have one. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's not like a. I can never feel. Ah, really? I want a drink. Do you know, and, and I think well, I think I'm a bit like that as well. That uh, you know, that I don't. Uh, I, I think if I can choose to have a drink, and and that's fine. But there are times, certainly, where I could I could feel myself going, oh, I could really go a drink. Mm-hmm. And then I think when you get that thought into your head, that it it's maybe just uh, I don't know if it's just uh, you're trying to protect yourself from from what that might lead to. Mm-hmm. And actually now I reflect on it, 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 it does feel quite a strange thing when you start to talk about it because I've never really talked about it or thought about it. But yeah, there are definitely times where I go, oh, I could really go a drink. And then I go, oh, what do you mean? You know, it's her voice said, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean you could go a drink? You've got mm-hmm. a problem, son. You know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah, so, so yeah I, I don't know. And I've never, I, I mean, I can honestly say I've never got to the point where it's actually become like a dependency, like it's been a problem for me. Uh, and I'm a cheap date as well as you know because it doesn't take me much to get pissed and then usually I'd puke and I'd uh, yeah and on a, I'd know when to stop but uh, yeah I, I think it's it, it is what it is and now I'm starting to worry the fact that I've just bought 48 cans and I've just finished this <laughs> podcast and <laughs> I, I, I really might go and drink. drink the lot really of them and you'll, you'll, you'll find my corpse lying in the garage tomorrow morning <laughs> But that, yeah, I think that thing is if you're if you're constantly thinking about when you can have a drink, then yeah. you probably want to think about whether that's yeah, you might want to have a. Have you have, have, do you have a problem with yeah. it? Put it this way, right? I think, I think certainly I could give up drink much much uh, much easier than coffee. Uh-huh. I think I would. Yeah. Uh, you know, for for me, caffeine addiction probably. Is it is much more of an issue to me yeah. than uh, yeah. It's funny than, that I don't. I never think. I never, and it totally is. But I never see. I never think about caffeine as addiction. But I, yeah, I, I, if I don't have a cup of coffee, I tend to get. I'd get a sore head. I think. Yeah, and and that's it. So I can. I remember I've done like things before where I've talked about this before, like the C nine cleanse and stuff, and that's a fasting, two days of fasting, and then you yep. introduce small amounts of food, and you had no coffee for that entire time, and it mm-hmm. was hell. It was mm-hmm. absolute hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I was going through cold turkey, and uh, it, so so I think I would struggle to give that up well before drink because I don't have the same dependency. I don't, you know, I don't if I, if I woke up in the morning and went, oh, I need a fucking drink, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think then you'd you'd all be kind of uh, making an intervention, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. but 
but yeah, it's, it's, it's what we choose though, isn't it? Because again, it's like society, we've normalised the fact that it's okay and it's perfectly normal for you to have a shot of a stimulant in the morning, mm-hmm. but actually we think it's bad for you to have like, a, what is alcohol depressant? Is that it? It's yeah, and also the worst, the worst yeah. drug in terms of uh, addiction, in yeah. terms of the carnage it can cause just for if... I guess uh, folk drink driving, abuse to their own bodies, um, you know, heart disease, blah blah blah, abuse. Do you know? Yeah. It, it, uh, but yeah, that's legal, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, We've normalised it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only when you take a step back, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's like the whole drugs thing in general, isn't it? Yeah. Everything's a drug. Whether yep. it's a, a good drug or a bad yeah, drug, yeah, yeah. pharmaceutical versus yeah, totally. a narcotic. Yep. It's like good drug, bad drug. Who decides? Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so I, I think I have been drinking a bit more. Uh, and yeah, I do like it when we all go out as a. And it doesn't, let's be honest, it doesn't happen very much anymore that it, if, if our wives ever choose to listen to this podcast, this is a plea. Please. <laughs> Please let us go out, please. Uh, it's good when you go out and you can you can kind of let loose and have a few beers with your pals. But even when we go out, we don't get crazy. I mean, we just we yeah. tend to actually. This is all. This is this shows everyone our age demographic. We now think what's the best way to do it is for us to go out in like a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> so you're back tucked up in bed, so, there, nice yeah. and early. So, no, <laughs> yeah. so we're no, not out too because, late. because yeah, because it's like struggling with hangover is just a nightmare just now, particularly with young kids as well. That's just yeah. You, you you just don't want to go there. Well, so I, I find you see if you if you add up the amount of calories involved in um, alcohol. Like if you do it in my fitness pal, <laughs> you can easily crack out fifteen hundred, two thousand cal additional calories really? just without. Yeah, it's 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 incre- and it's just liquid, so it doesn't feel like you're eating anything. Do you know? Yeah. So you're not you don't yeah. feel full or anything. Plus, yeah, I, I you do like feel. Do you not feel? Um, I feel like you, it's harder to get a breath when she when she particularly with wine for some reason. It sort of it seems to rest on your lungs. I don't know if there's a it, maybe that's the. COVID. Suppressant, the suppressant, <laughs> COVID. But maybe that you know that's the the depressant part yeah. of alcohol that starts to just yeah I can I always I definitely feel it there maybe that's a fact check um yeah so it sounds like we've got our, we we had a with a with a slight increase in our booze intake but we've got it back under control so I wonder what yeah I think um, so how others will be dealing with this I certainly think there's definitely you know you see the uh, memes on Twitter with like uh, your 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 bin your collection day bin. and yeah. your cycle day and it's just filled with balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not all calpo. No, no. <laughs> so, I know it is. It's uh, yeah. I, I think it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because alcohol, particularly again, go back to the whole point of doing this podcast in the first instance, is a big big problem for us in this part of the world. Mm. Uh, and we will fact check that liver cirrhosis. Yep. Um, uh, claim, yes. but yeah, it's uh, it, it's certainly something that that gives us major issues in in Scotland in particular. Yep, and and there's a culture of it, and, and I think that's part of the problem. I mean, it's like and and, and probably a culture. I was going to say actually a culture that kind of was very much sort of blue collar, but actually it's probably not because you know as much as your your guys in the stock exchange that would go straight to the bar 
as much as the Sparkies and Brickies when they finished their building site. You know, it, it just was almost a cultural thing that people would always go to the go to the pub. But I think that's dying a death a bit now. Again, I'm talking obviously pre and post hopefully COVID, but pubs are pubs are struggling and have been struggling for a while because they don't have that market that they used to have. You know, when people would just have the pub as being like a, a, a social place that everyone mm-hmm. would congregate. People don't go as much to pubs as they used to. I guess that's probably why there's more hybrid places so you, where you'd eat as well gastro as some drink. pubs. Gastro yeah. pubs and all that yeah. kind of stuff cropped up a lot yeah. more than they would have um, 20, 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's us. We're on the hour. We're um, on the hour. So that's probably a good place to say stop. I guess uh, it would be, I think it would be interesting if anyone was, would, we, we need to think about getting guests on. I don't know how we, we do that. I'd like to, yeah. it would be any good if volunteers? we could get some. Yeah, if there's any volunteers out there, drop us a note. Um, but it would be good to get some guests that know what they're talking about with some of the topics we've we've covered or that have maybe different perspectives because this is our reality. Uh, we can only talk about our experience, um, yep. how we try and deal with the circumstances that we're faced with, yep. um, which will be different from others. And so it'd be good to maybe... Uh, yeah, get some different perspectives on, see what folk are saying, see how they're coping with the whole general health, fitness, um, and and living with lockdown and anything else, I guess, any of the topics we've covered. And, and I think just one final thing, what we're trying to do here, we're, we're not trying to claim to be experts in any area in particular. We're not trying to suggest that we make these wholesale changes. We're trying to do little bits. Mm. And and small little bits are, are what are going to make a difference in, in the long run. And you know what, we did this last time about trying to finish up with a quote or some kind of expression. And I've decided in this podcast, that's what I'm going to try and do each week, right? So that's going to be my thing. I'm going to find a quote for us. I don't have a quote today, right? But I've got a, a little story. It's <laughs> my thing. I'm going to do a quote every no, week. No, no, it's, it's similar. Because okay. I heard this other day. It's, it's, called, it's called the starfish, right? Okay. And there was women walking along a beach and there was, you know, something had happened, some storm through the night and there was thousands of starfish on the beach all washed up right Mm -hmm. and she starts throwing them back into the sea one by one and someone walks up past her and says why why, what are you doing why why are you throwing all these back look the beach is is full there's thousands of them you're going to be here for ages they'll they'll be dead it's it's not going to make a difference and she looked at him and she smiled and she went down she picked that one more starfish up and she threw it into the water and she said it made a difference to that one yep there you go Nice. Do you like nice it? Nice, sweetie. I like so, it. Yeah. yeah. Message. See, every, Message. Li- every little thing counts. <laughs> so that that's what I'll do next week. I'll try and find another quote for you. Okay, uh, cool. That could be my thing. And we're an hour and two minutes and we're done. That's a record. So well done. Record. Absolutely. Right. Cool. And we'll think of, um, not sure what our topics could be. We've got a number of options, I guess. Stress, yeah. addiction. Um, I think we've written down quite a few others. So we'll, we'll have a think about that. We'll not commit to anything. Um, we'll do that next time. Okay, so nice to speak to you all. Uh, Be kind to each other as always, and we'll catch up soon. Cool. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cheers, Neil. See See you later. See you. Bye. Bye.